0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Emil, and you're listening to another episode of Emil in the Morning at Night, episode 31 just like i said last week this episode is just going to be me guys trying to bring you guys up to speed with what's been happening so far and i'll also be talking about some gaming you know what i've been up to and things like that so let's just roll with it for now i guess okay um in the last episode i mentioned that prior to that i was busy for like two weeks handling you know some personal stuff and you know actually i didn't want to talk about it on the podcast but for anyone that personally knows me um you guys would know that i have been running around manila with my cat panda and i've been taking him to like all sorts of vets and things like that see if anyone can help because like um my cat got really really sick for some reason like he got an infection or something like that and i was really just trying to help him out the whole two weeks and um i'm really sad to say that he's moved on but i guess the one thing you know i can say is i'm gonna miss you panda and you were a really awesome cat and i think that's the extent of the things I'm willing to discuss here on the podcast. I'll really miss you, man. You're a really important part of my life. And you're an awesome cat. Okay. Now that that's out of the way. um, Besides that there have been my laptop problems, you know? I mentioned this every week and you guys are probably way tired of listening to this already, but my laptop has been progressively getting worse and worse. I mean, I can't figure it out. I mean, first we theorized it was a hard drive problem, but we checked out the hard drive and it's, it's all right. And after that we were like, oh, maybe it's the RAM. We checked the RAM, it's all right too. So I have no idea. Like we're scared it's the motherboard or something. So maybe I have to like just look into getting a really new laptop or something so work's been a bit tough i mean like sometimes i'll try to edit something and then it'll just freeze for like an r i would have to wait a whole hour for my computer to start cooperating with me and sometimes like i would shut it down and that would take an r it's absolute nuts and i think it's about time for me to start looking into my options as far as you know things go if you know i want to edit more episodes and you know keep up with gaming or whatever that would be nice you know Okay, so, so far we've talked about my cat panda, we've talked about my laptop, so with my laptop in those dire straits, I've actually been trying to get back into the arcade. If you guys remember a uh, bunch of episodes ago, I mentioned that I was really into the arcade and I've been trying to get back into it, a bit of drum mania here and there with my friend Addis. You guys know Ares, he's my usual co-host when it comes to interviews and things like that. But there was another thing I actually, well not accidentally, I've been meaning to get into it. and. I kind of bit the bullet the other day, and I actually bought a Bandai Namco Passport, which is for the game Wang and Midnight, if you guys are familiar. Maximum Tune, it's this racing game in the arcade, Maximum Tune 5. and. I used to play a lot of those games and now I'm kind of back. I mean, I completed all the basic tuning and stuff like that. I'm up to like 720 horsepower for the people out there who know what I'm talking about. And like I'm kind of just like super amazed that like the advancements in the systems that they have now. I mean, cuz before when you play a maximum tune game, you get like this dinky card and then you'd insert it into the machine and it would save your progress like tuning your car, getting custom parts, things like that. And then you get to race with other people and it was your car and that was pretty cool so that little dinky card before would be you know this is my car so the other day when i bought a bandai namco passport which is this legit credit card like thing they give you now it wasn't this flimsy dinky card that they used to give you um this legit card when i tapped it onto the machine is like oh you can store up to a hundred cars in this it's a garage and my mind was just kind of blown and shit i was like whoa i can do so much with this and (laughs) when once I started seeing other people's cards because you know it's an arcade you can kind of just like stand behind people and watch them play when I saw their garages like it was just full of cars and I'm on my first one so I'm kind of really really excited to get more into it because I looked at the systems like there's a team system there's online tourneys ghost battles and shit so that's super cool I think I will be getting more into that I'm actually pretty sure there's a big community around here I mean whenever I go to an arcade or something like that there's there's always this, like, large group of people gathered around that machine. And they all seem to pretty much know each other. So, hmm. I don't know, maybe, maybe. I'll check it out. And besides that, I went to Glorieta the other day and I saw that Drummania machine and I still can't figure it out, man. I'm just so used to the old one. Okay, for you guys that don't know what I'm talking about, I'm really, really into Mania, And usually, the arcade in Glorieta will have the latest and greatest version of it. And what they have right now comes complete with an extra crash cymbal, an extra floor tom, and an actual pedal for your hi-hats or for double bass. And that is just like completely thrown me off because i've learned all of these songs i've learned all of these things and stepping onto this brand new machine is just so like it's like i don't know anything anymore so it's Gonna be something I have to give the good sit down and try to practice, try to learn the new things about this, you know, drum machine. It's kind of super fun though. Um, okay, I think that wraps up my rants about, you know, my arcade adventures and shit like that. So let's move on. So, as far as PC games are concerned, I did say the other week that I was pretty excited for the new Hearthstone expansion, which is Whispers of the Old Gods. Uh, you know, I'm gonna have to be honest with you guys, I have not played as much Hearthstone as i used to i mean like before it was a thing i would do when i'm not doing anything i would just like grab my tablet grab my cell phone and you know crank out a game of hearthstone i would do all my dailies i would do the tavern brawl do everything i would be really hyped for that but for some reason uh these past few i haven't been feeling the urge to get on hearthstone i mean I'm not sure if it's just like everything's getting stale or I'm just getting tired of the meta being, you know, (laughs) like that over and over and over and I don't know. I think I'm just excited for something new. I want something new in that game. And I think Whispers of the Old Gods and, you know, the whole proper format thing is gonna be a huge thing for me. Okay, that's my cell phone. Oh man, I should really learn to put that on silent, which I am doing right now. There. It's on silent, my cell phone is now on silent, okay so I I really think Whispers of the Old Gods is gonna do it for me. Because, like, I think having that format is gonna be super interesting. And the whole thing of having these Old Gods as, like, the central figure in this whole expansion is kind of super cool to me. Because, like, I've mentioned this countless times on the podcast before. But you guys know that I was big on World of Warcraft before. Like, I would love playing World of Warcraft every time I would get home. I would get on with my guildmates. We'd do raids and shit like that. But, like, a big part of what I really enjoyed in the Warcraft universe was... the lore. I loved hearing stories about the heroes. I loved hearing stories about the characters, the settings. But one of the more interesting parts of the lore for me was the old gods. Because you know, whenever a game or whenever anything in fiction actually tries to add some Lovecraftian, Cthulhu-like elements to it, it always intrigues me because it's a very hard concept to grasp. It's a very hard concept to, like, nail down because that kind of horror, it's hard to translate into a video game, you know? Because usually in video games, you have shooting mechanics, you have killing mechanics, you have HP, you have damage, shit like that. And it doesn't translate very well to the eldritch horror of the other unknown and shit like that and back then when i was playing world of warcraft and like just bumping into you know the concept of an old god and things like that i mean they were raid bosses some of them were raid bosses and that was kind of sad but like i think they pulled it off in an interesting manner and you know at this point i'm just babbling on about old gods and how much i love them but i'm really happy that they chose this theme because the cards are really interesting really chaotic and like i really enjoy the fact that uh you can power up an old god wherever it is in the deck. Deck, that's super cool. I mean, I don't have a full listing of cards in front of me right now. I mean, if I was doing this properly, I maybe I should have, so I could properly talk about them, properly give a review on them. But like I said, I haven't really been playing a lot of Hearthstone. I haven't really been keeping, you know, my ear to the floor when it comes to news on Hearthstone. So I guess, you know, I think I'll just wait for it to release and like play it. I'll have my thoughts for you guys once I have. Okay, besides that, um, moving on from Hearthstone. Uh, okay, guys. Uh, you know, I just thought of it right now. I'm gonna sound like a massive Blizz fanboy right now because all I've been playing are Blizzard games. Um, Okay, this one's a pretty big deal to me because I've been obsessing over it for the past few weeks. I managed to get my hands on Overwatch. I mean, I was not invited to the closed beta or anything. Like, I've been madly trying to get a key, but to no avail. So, I actually got on a friend's account. Um, Cholo, thanks for letting me play on your account. And it was awesome. I used to play a lot of Team fortress 2, and i really love that and finally getting my hands on overwatch it's just such a good fucking feeling you know it's so hard to explain but i mean just looking at the game i think you guys will understand when i say that this game feels really fucking good it just controls real good the concepts for the heroes are really good i mean for the first time ever i am having a blast playing attack playing diva diva is one of my main things i play and it's amazing to me that they've actually made playing a tank to me interesting. Usually I would play, you know, the high damage types of characters or like the disruption types of characters where you just lob grenades everywhere, or set traps or like, you know, damage. I love damage, shit like that. But actually playing D.Va as a strategic disruption tank is super fun to me. She moves fast. She's just cool, you know? And it was just mind-blowing to me that I'm actually enjoying playing a tank. Okay, besides that, I've also been playing, you know, Reaper, Widowmaker, you know, the characters that people expected me to play. But with that said, you know, these characters that I'm playing, you know, I really like them. But I really like playing all the characters, actually. And to me, that's a really important point when it comes to Overwatch as a game itself. Because one of the cool things about Overwatch is you can switch heroes on the fly at any given time. It's not like a MOBA. Because, you know, a lot of people make this comparison to MOBAs when it comes to talking about Overwatch. And that's very interesting because Overwatch does do that MOBA-like system of having skills on cooldowns having heroes or aka champions or shit like that but one of the main things that overwatch actually really really emphasizes is that you can switch your heroes on the fly in order to accommodate for the map in order to accommodate for your enemy's composition in order to you know adapt to the situation and i find that to be really cool i mean when you first hear about it it doesn't sound super cool i mean having a main having you know a hero you stand with a hero you stick With. That's something I really like, but at the same time, having that dynamic sort of gameplay where your team can just, you know, adjust and actually evolve to suit the battlefield is kind of super cool to me. Cool enough that I actually ended up, you know, pre purchasing Overwatch. And it's not something I recommend, you know, I vehemently campaign against pre purchasing games because it teaches bad industry practice, but I just couldn't help myself, you know, I'm just so fucking excited. And I think that was just a desperate move for me to be able to get into the beta but like apparently it still doesn't get you into the closed beta so i'm just gonna have to wait for the open beta next month to actually get to playing so Mostly, that's gonna be it for me. Getting excited about Overwatch, playing Overwatch on my friend's account, and, you know, I'm just really hype about it. It feels really good as a game. So, if any of you out there are into, you know, FPSs, or maybe even MOBAs, because, like, this is like a MOBA-FPS kind of hybrid with more emphasis on the MOBA... You you know what? This is impossible to talk about without talking about Battleborn. That other game that people have been talking about and comparing to Overwatch, because people are calling these games games like a cross between FPSs and MOBAs. Um, okay, a good way to explain what Overwatch is using Battleborn as, you know, maybe a comparison would be If people say Overwatch is an FPS with MOBA elements, I would say Overwatch focuses more on the traditional FPS aspect and focuses a lot more on PvP. Of course, you know, team against a team and shit like that. So it's purely PvP with, you know, some PvE elements to it, like actually pushing the payload and capturing the points. And Battleborn would be the exact same thing, but with a focus in another direction. Battleborn would probably be an FPS with MOBA elements, but it focuses a lot more on the PVE. So like um, there are creeps, there are towers and shit like that. You know, more MOBA elements to it. Okay, um, I don't know much about Battleborn, but those are the things I hear about it. I hear really great stuff about Battleborn. And I can say myself that Overwatch is a super fun game because I've played it myself now. So I guess if you guys are into, you know, FPSs or MOBAs, check it out. And maybe check out Battleborn as well. Okay, moving on. What else have I been doing gaming-wise on the PC? Um, There is... Guild Wars 2, which is kind of just like a massive pile of disappointment to me right now i kind of don't want to talk about it really but i guess i have to mention it for you know mentioning its sake um their april one thing was you know super adventure box everyone's been waiting for that everyone's been clamoring for super adventure box but it also comes on the coattails of another announcement uh made that there will no longer be any more legendaries implemented into the game which is a huge source of backlash for a lot of members of the community because Legendaries were one of the main things when it came to the end game of Guild Wars. A lot of people will tell you that Guild Wars doesn't really have an endgame. I mean, now we have raids, maybe there is a bit more of that. But Guild Wars is the sort of game where you make up your own goals. You make up your own quests. You make up, you know, just hanging out with your guild. That's super fun and you guys go on your little adventures together. And that was mostly it. But one of the main things that people would actually strive for as a goal was the legendaries. So people were really looking forward to this and Things haven't been looking good as far as, you know, the development team is concerned. I mean, one of the important leads of ArenaNet left and the community was just like super worried. And now news that no more development on legendary weapons. So it's all just very worrisome and I kind of just don't want to think about it right now. But I will hop on to Guild Wars 2 to play it a bit, catch up, maybe hang out with my guild if they're even online. Okay, um, what else? What else? Okay, um, Heroes of the Storm, actually. Oh, man, like I said earlier, I am sounding like a massive Blizzard fanboy, but I can't help it right now. They have good games out right now, man. So I guess I'm gonna have to play them. Okay, Heroes of the Storm. I haven't been playing a lot, but there has been that news lately. They have released that footage of Tracer as a hero in Heroes of the Storm. That was super exciting to me because they've been teasing that for quite a while now, and I've been really curious as to how her gameplay looks like in Heroes of the Storm. And it looks mostly identical to her gameplay in Overwatch. So that sounds super fun to me. You know, just being able to hop in and out really fast, being able to train your pistols on anyone with auto fire on and shit like that. They didn't go into detail with it or anything like that, but it does look super fun. (laughs) You know, not to encourage people to pre-purchase or anything, but since I pre-purchased, I guess I'm getting Tracer for free. So that's something to look forward to too. I can't wait to start playing Heroes of the Storm again with tracer ah okay speaking of tracer uh you know this is something i really did not want to talk about on the podcast I did not want to talk about this one piece of news because I didn't think it was newsworthy. I didn't think it really deserved any attention from anybody. But with the recent, well, what do you call it? A reply, affix, fix? With the recent resolution of Blizzard, I guess I have to talk about it now. Because I really like the way they handled it. Okay, for people who don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Tracer's butt. Yes, you heard it correctly. Tracer's butt. Tracer's butt has been a massive source of contention on the internet these past few days and people have just been arguing left and right. Okay, just to give you guys a quick rundown of what actually happened, Tracer had a pose in Overwatch where she was looking over the shoulder and it seemed to showcase her behind. And someone on the forums actually complained that this was not akin to her character. She did not need to be overly sexualized in this manner. And um, they even went on to talk about something about her daughter viewing Tracer as some sort of a role model and she didn't want Tracer to, you know, have that objectified focus on her butt so a blizzard responded with we're removing the pose and we will be replacing it with another one to which the internet exploded like just being generally mad that they've lost their butt pose okay this is where the reasons begin why I did not want to talk about this in the first place I mean (sighs) because I really hate it when people overblow it from, you know, both sides. Because, like, I see good points coming from both sides. I mean, from the side of the original poster. I actually completely agreed with her that that pose was not, you know... It didn't feel like Tracer. It was boring. It didn't feel like a Tracer pose. So that point I agreed upon. But, like, the whole over-sexualized thing, I don't see that at all. And coming from the other side, it's kind of nuts that you're gonna call out this whole thing as, like, some sort of conspiracy to take away your butt pose and stuff like that. You know, this is why I didn't want to talk about it because it's not something worth talking about. But the reason I'm talking about it right now is because I love the way Blizzard handled it. They took the opinion of the lady and said, okay, we'll look into that. And they got rid of the pose and they installed this awesome over-the-shoulder pose that is more tracer than anything. Because for me, the big point in the whole, you know, (laughs) what do i call this uh butt fiasco the whole big point in the butt fiasco was they got rid of a pose and it was over sexualized and shit like that but for me i really love the way blizzard handled it because they saw that that pose was indeed boring that pose was indeed not characterizing tracer as this fun character so i really like the new pose i really think it suits tracer more and for all the other people out there the butt is still there so that's super cool Okay, I think um, I'm gonna stop all my opinions on the Tracer butt thing for me right now, but... (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, I really wish I had somebody to bounce off of because it's really hard for me to just talk here about my own opinions by myself. Um. Okay, let's move on though. You know, enough butt talk. I'm just really happy that that pose is much better than the previous pose. And to me, I think that's an overall victory when it comes to game design and, you know, writing and character development in general because Overwatch is a very character-driven game. It's depending a lot on the personality of its characters, the strength of the lore, the backstory, story So I think this was a really good thing for Blizzard, being able to look into these poses, which seemed like a minimal thing. These poses seem like, you know, the most inconsequential thing when it comes to the game. But for me, something as small as a pose can actually contribute to the overall picture when it comes to, you know, the world, the world building when it comes to this game. So I'm very happy with how this turned out. Okay, I'm babbling again. Moving on. Uh, what else have I been playing? Um, I haven't been able to play much of Street Fighter V, actually, because... Oh, uh, my friend who had the copy of Street Fighter V actually moved to the States, so... Uh, I haven't been able to touch it for like over a month or something. I really, really enjoyed Street Fighter V while I was playing it a lot. I mostly started with Cammy, and I wouldn't say I was really good at the game or anything. If ever, I'm really horrible at the game. But I was really enjoying myself. I was really enjoying the V system, and it was overall generally fun. And I wish I could just get on and actually get good, you know? Because Street Fighter has never really been one of my big games, and I just really want to get into it now. Because like, I was actually really feeling it okay so when i do get a chance to get back on street fighter i will try out alex because alex just got released and that looks pretty hype and shit so the next time i get to play street fighter 5 i will try my best to catch up but i think the whole thing is i should really get a ps4 or something or i should really get it on my laptop which is dying oh god damn it i'm having such a gigantic problem oh i'll figure this out but mostly i want to play more street fighter 5 let's leave it at that okay um mostly we should be wrapping up already but uh (laughs) there is something i do want to talk about because it has kind of taken over my spare time as of late i did not expect to get into this as much as i did i have gotten into this mobile game i know right mobile game (laughs) clash royale in a really big way. I've gotten into Clash Royale in a really big way. Oh, God. I can't even begin to describe to you guys how I felt when this game was actually good because the initial reason why I actually downloaded it was to see, you know, what the big deal was about. I mean, it was a mobile game. It was by the people who made Clash of Clans. And, you know, I actually have some tertiary knowledge about Clash of Clans. So I had like sort of this bias coming in. This like, oh, I'm gonna download this so I can have a proper opinion on this game. So I can criticize it and, you know, actually point out what's wrong, what's right and things like that. And, you know, I download this game and it's hard to say anything bad about it. I know it feels like I was looking for bad things to say about it and I know that's horrible but that's actually the stigma we have for these types of games and me having downloaded it and me having played it a whole bunch and me actually having problems seeing bad things about the design of this game is actually really really good news for me it makes me really happy that we can have this caliber of game on mobile because like the strategy is there it's very in-depth it's very fun if Huabe was here he'd probably say Sobrang esports though. You know, that kind of stuff. And I've just been genuinely enjoying myself. And like the pay-to-win aspect, they've fixed it to some extent, which I'm actually really happy with because this game, it's purely PvP, right? oh i i've been babbling on again for people that don't know clash royale is this mobile game and it's basically like a sort of tower defense kind of thing where you have to protect these three towers and you do so by actually placing units or buildings in order to advance or protect your position for the fire position and shit like that it's very simple and when you place a unit they automatically go for the opposing sides towers at the start when you start playing this you're like oh it's super simple and shit like that but when you start getting at it there are some actual high level plays and there there there's some pretty hype moments that can actually happen while you're playing this all contained in a quick three minute match so that to me is actually pretty amazing and okay i was babbling on again what was i talking about i was talking about like the 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 pay to win aspect because this is free to play you know and a lot of people the big worry is the pay to win factor so i think clash royale actually fixed this not completely but they addressed the issue in a very interesting manner because this game being completely pvp has a ranking system so so you start off in arena 1 and in order to reach arena 2 you have to reach a specific number when it comes to your ranking so let's say um, having 900 points bring you to this arena or something like that so whenever you go up to a different arena that is when you get access to new cards better cards and things like that and to me that's very interesting because that's also tied to what you can buy in the shop in the actual cash money shop you know what I mean and basically what this means is you can buy and buy all you want, but you're only ever going to get cards that are equal to your rank. So you're only ever going to become more powerful than the people in your same rank. And if you do, you know, manage to pub stomp all over them and your rank actually goes up because of that, suddenly you're being beat down by all of these other higher rank people who didn't necessarily pay to win and are just there because they're really, really fucking skillful. So I'm actually happy about this measure, they've taken it's very interesting so there's no reason to level down because you'd only be able to receive shittier cards down there so it's really interesting so it creates this really really competitive atmosphere that everyone wants to get better at this game because that's where you get the good stuff and once you plateau over there it's all strategy so to me that's super cool just think of it as that pay to win part is just speeding up your growth on that plateau that you're at right now it's really hard to explain but you guys should give it a shot if you're in into strategy in any way possible because it sort of has some tower defense elements. It sort of has some RTS elements, you know, placing units and shit like that. And it's just really, really fun. It's really strategic. It's surprising how strategic this simple game is. So if you have like five minutes to kill, maybe try out Clash Royale. I didn't think I'd ever be actually recommending one of these games, but try out Clash Royale. It's super fun. Uh I mean, like, oh uh, God, since my laptop has been having problems, it's mostly what I play. You know, stuff on my tablet, stuff on my cell phone, and I'm just really happy that Clash Royale turned out to be an actual good game. So there's that. And um, besides Clash Royale, I accidentally got back into Tap Titans. For all of you that don't know, Tap Titans is this clicker game where you just click the screen and numbers go up. I used to be really into it in a really bad way, but I accidentally clicked it again because Clash Royale was beside Tap Titans. So I accidentally clicked it and I actually sat down for an hour just playing tap titans so there was that that was fun and uh i don't know i've been turning it on every once in a while now that i've accidentally gotten back into it and it's still fun you know i wish they'd come up with more clicker games like that because no matter what anyone tells you seeing numbers go up is fun okay uh with my laptop in disarray and everything that's mostly what i've been doing um we could talk about some more video game news and stuff like that but i'm not sure if that's going to be really my thing for now but as far as news goes ubisoft actually has a studio here in the philippines now so Oh, that's super cool I'm really looking forward To seeing where our industry goes Since I have been talking To the local games industry For you know The whole season of content I've had so far On the Global Game Jam So that's super fun Um, What else When it comes to gaming news Um, The Final Fantasy Platinum demo Actually came out And people are you know Trying that out I wish I had a PS4 uh, <laughs> I'm really still salty about that Okay Um, And I haven't watched it yet But Batman v Superman Hmm. A lot of people people are saying pretty bad things about this movie. And that's probably why I haven't gotten off my ass and just gone and watched it yet. But I do want to have my own proper opinion on it. So I should be getting around to watching it, you know, one of these days very soon. But I think one of my friends from Geek & Gladiators actually said a really cool thing about it. Because, you know, in a world marred by these negative reviews about this movie, everyone loves to hate on this movie right now. And my friend Rafi from Geek & Gladiators, I've had him here on the show before. He pointed out something super cool that maybe it's best to separate ben affleck's portrayal of batman from you know the actual batman being portrayed in the movie because those can be two very different things so i just thought that was super interesting of him to point out i mean i haven't watched the movie so far but it's very cool to see a very objective opinion when it comes to these sort of things because i just really do not like you know the whole bandwagon thing of everyone loves to hate on a thing and you know you can't blame people but it's a thing but I actually don't like that so I'm really happy Raffi had this super cool opinion that maybe Ben Affleck's Batman was good and the Batman written for this movie maybe not so much because like I hear stuff about guns and shit and to me that's just like a lot of red flags come off okay I think that's it for this week so um upcoming episodes of the show I actually have an interview with Unlee Box Studios coming up next week and a few more interesting things coming up so hopefully I could get back on the train get back on editing episodes regularly and here's to me just looking forward to talking to even more cool interesting people of you know over a cup of coffee at night so that sounds super fun and um that's mostly it i guess time for the usual ending plugs go check out www.facebook.com slash Emil in the morning at night for announcements on when the next episode is coming out. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can reach us at at Emil Tang on Twitter. That's at E-M-I-L-E-T-A-N-G. Or if you would like to send us an email, you can send it over to Emil in the morning at gmail.com. Okay, that's it for this episode. I actually have a lot of fun recording these episodes and I have a lot of fun just like explaining my thoughts to them the ether and i'm just getting used to it just getting used to being alone in a room talking to myself but you know i really enjoy this kind of stuff so hopefully i can do more of it and hopefully you guys enjoyed it as well so that's it for this week's episode i guess i really enjoyed that one video game cover band i found the other week so winding down the episode for us today is tetramino with simply be groove from oc remix once again thank you for joining us for another episode of a meal in the morning and at night. And if you're like me, thank you for starting your day with us this fine evening. And to the rest of you people out there, a good night.